Xander. Well, the game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040. WHO. We're and the iHeart Radio app. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> We talk about it all the time. The, he's gonna say the iHeartRadio app every time. Got me. I did so good You're on the four great. o'clock hour. I did so good on the five o'clock hour. I get to the six o'clock hour. I'm pumped up, ready to go, and they get me. Brad, right the ship for us. Calling in from Ankeny. Thanks for calling the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. How are you, Brad? I, I'm doing all right now that I am uh, back home and out of the wind. You guys are talking about uh, the when uh, they put in the backup quarterbacks and Travis, you weren't so sure about putting in Manziel, I would uh, have to differ because I think that was, I mean, he was the right player at the right time. They weren't going to throw much. You might as well have a quarterback who can run around and and make some plays with his feet because he got a couple first downs on his own in that drive. All right, so let me tell you where I'm coming. This might as well be a good yeah, we can do this now. Yeah, absolutely, Brad. Hold Brad. on. So you, you, you got four games to play a kid before you have to burn the entire red shirt. My, I, I don't care that you played Manziel. I, I think, you don't care that they played a backup quarterback. I don't care that they played a back, backup quarterback. I guess my thought was if you're going to burn one of those four games, sure, you've got three left. At least get more out of one of those games than, what, a minute 30, a minute 45. That was my only thing. Is like if you're going to use one of those four games – Give him five minutes. And, and maybe don't let Manziel take some snaps yes. today. That, yeah. that, that's all I was getting So you're okay at. with the backup quarterback? Yeah. You just yeah. would have liked to have seen more more snaps for Petrus. Yeah, that yeah. Does that Did, make sense, Brad? Actually, I would have preferred that Petrus not get any snaps. Well, see, and that's you and I are probably in the same boat here then. And, and it, it's, 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 Petrus isn't going to get snaps in that situation. Save burning that red shirt. Or, you haven't burned the red shirt. you got four games. Right. But just save that game for another day instead of just put him in for that last drive. Yeah, I, I I would agree with there. Okay. I just think I just think Manziel was the right choice, considering weather conditions and the fact that they were just going to run the ball. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't have a problem. So to, to to answer your question, and I, I think you and I are on the same page. Sounds like I'm it. totally okay with the backup quarterback. Um, I did, and I'm with you. You should have just let Manziel finish out the rest of the game instead of putting Peterson because. Well, you only got three, four plays. Yeah, just, it. just trying to step into the the okay. head of Coach Ferentz. Here's yeah. I'm looking at the schedule. You look like him. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, I've been working out. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, you look at the schedule, and I don't know where your other three games are. Illinois. I think, I think you looked at this game. It's it's in hand. You 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 put in Manzel, and all of a sudden you look at it. You go, wait a minute. This might be one of those games yeah. we can get Petrus in. We're not going to do it at Penn State. Probably aren't going to get the chance to to walk away at Purdue. Northwestern, I don't think that's a game you're you're counting on having your backup quarterback in. So now you're looking at Illinois, Nebraska, and maybe a bowl game. So I that's I think they're looking at the schedule and saying we probably have a, a few more games that are going to get out of hand. We know we hopefully we put Illinois away early on, and that second half or that fourth quarter is all Petrus and and Manziel. That'd be great. Nebraska looking like a football team today for the first time really, all season. It, it is. Look, they're up 53-28 on Minnesota. They're rolling them up. 
But maybe that's a game that they're also looking at as, hopefully, you got this one in hand, you can get Petrus in there. I just don't see those other four games on the schedule, is my point. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, appreciate Brad. your phone call. I have so, we'll see it. so we'll see it. What was that? One quick question. What, what happened with Northwestern today? Uh, with well, the- they won, but it was an ugly win going to Rutgers and pulling it out. That, that's a good question. I, I think the question is, what happens to Northwestern on a weekly basis? Yeah, right. right? I, I mean, how does, right. It, how does it lose to Akron? How does it lose some of the games it loses? And then you go, well, how do you win some of the games you win? It, it, they make zero sense. And I'm, I'm with you. You're kind of watching this game against Rutgers going, are they going to lose to Rutgers? They didn't, but they should have blown out Rutgers, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah, I know. I think when you look at this Northwestern team, Travis, as this season shakes out, what we're really seeing is they aren't beating good teams and they're beating bad teams. So you you beat Rutgers barely. You beat Nebraska barely. And they should have lost. Nebraska was up 10 with five minutes to go. You beat Purdue barely. And then you lose to Duke, lose to Akron, get beat by Michigan. They go to, they play, they host Wisconsin next week. So. If the yo-yo is going to do something, it better do it next week. And then Notre Dame the week after that, before they face Iowa. Brad, thanks for the phone call, man. Appreciate right, it. Thanks, guys. Northwestern is going to be a tough one to, uh, to figure out, I think, before the, they come to Kinnick. And by the way, here's, here's a Mansell pass uh, when he got in today. So we'll see if Peyton Mansell goes up top. He was 4 of 5 for 60 yards coming into today, and 0 for his first one. He's going to throw here, and he's looking, looking. Now he's flushed, running, first down, 30, 25, Tooks it, takes a terrific shot. He's whirly-birded to the ground by two Maryland defenders. Just watch it. Scott Frost, by the way, officially got his first win as Nebraska's head coach. Probably didn't think that was going to come in week seven. No, no, don't think that was in the in the cards. Let's go to Scott, who's been a hold for 24 minutes. Scott, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hey, gentlemen, how you doing? Doing great, good, buddy. Hey, um, I said one little bit. I mean, the Hawks looked great and all, but was that a was that a high school football coach that called in and said the RPI hated that system? No, 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 no. He wants to, he. He wants his final comment was, "Hey, from a high school football coach, uh, the state of Iowa needs to drop its RPI system." Yeah, but you know what? I I think it's better than what we've had because guess what? It used to be east versus west, and the CIML would dominate any high school football team on the east side, and you know that. And we get Kennedy, we get all these teams in it, and it should be Valley Dowling Johnston. This the RPI now, and you get probably your best four teams playing in the goal. Other than that, you didn't have that every year in and year out. And do you agree with that or not? I'm gonna let you, Travis. I, I, I yeah, I, I will. Sean, you're the high school Friday night guy. I would say just off of doing this every week and seeing that there's possible seven and two teams not making the playoffs. That's not right. Yeah, but Ross me. and I can remember when there was a time when there when eight and one teams didn't make the playoffs. See, that's just that's that's ridiculous to me. Yeah, yeah but, but what I'm saying is, guys, that Johnston has to play a D and a B weekend or every day, and this east side, the east side of the state. Now, guess what? They have to play a CML team to get to the dome. So I think it's more fair with the RPI than 
it was before. I, I think they're finally getting it. So you, you, you're playing. And this is only four. And this is only four A and three A, right? Yes, I, yep. I think you're right there. But I think you're going to get your four best teams in the dome every year now. And I, I understand that the high school coach might not like it, but you know what? That's the way it should be because you want your four best teams in the dome. Don't you be a, be a state champ? And I don't think you get that every year. At this year, you get it. Before you never got that. All right, Scott. Thanks, man. Yep. Appreciate it. Thank you. Last week it was six on six girls basketball. This week it's the high school we, RPI. Honestly, we probably should have known because last night was the final week yeah. of the regular season. Playoffs are going to be set. We, but who would have thought that we would get more calls about high school RPI than, hey, what bowl game do you think the Hawkeyes are But I'm okay with that, right? I'm all right with it, too, 100%. I'd rather have those RPI phone calls. And and I'm going to be honest with you guys, I'm ignorant about this. So am I. So uh, get, tell us what you think, because I don't have an opinion on this. I, I haven't, I've gone to like one high school football game this year, and I really stopped following when my son stopped playing. So And that was in a different state. What so, school did he go to? Uh, Andy, giving us a call from Des Moines. Uh, what's the up? Creighton Prep. What's up, Andy? How are you? Hey, guys. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, great show. Uh, you guys uh, touched on the topic earlier about uh, sending uh, Brian Ferentz out to get some head coaching experience. I really don't want to bring it up, but what about Phil Parker? Any uh, rumors about, you know, top 10 defenses, him getting any phone calls? I don't think so. No. I... I it, and I guess I don't know. The, the question would be, Andy, and I don't know this. We assume that everybody wants to be a head coach, right? Correct. I mean, and I just don't know if that's what Phil Parker wants to do. I don't know him. I, I, don't, I know him well enough. But there are some people who don't mind being a defensive coordinator or an assistant coach all their life. That's what they're meant to. That's what they're, they're comfortable with. I just don't know the answer to that. Um, I haven't, I've never heard Phil Parker's name mentioned for a job. Have you, Ross? No. 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 And 55 years old, Andy. That's certainly not too old to be. But in today's college football world. It's on the verge uh, yes. of being too old to now, be a new head coach. And the reason Brian Ferentz's name will come up sooner is, A, he's the son of Kirk Ferentz. B, the offense is rolling pretty good. And C, he was under the Belichick system for a little bit. So there's that there's that tree in the pedigree that uh, I think Brian Ferentz gets more love for a head coaching job uh, during the offseason than maybe Phil, Phil Parker. Just to, and to give you some history here, Andy, Phil Parker has been a defensive coach at the college level since, 19, years. since 1988. Yeah. He's either so. been coaching D-backs or been a defensive coordinator since 1988. So 30 years of doing that. Well, so how about not head coach? How about... Uh, other offers for defensive coordinator. Yeah, I, it, sure could be. I mean, he, he's been at Iowa now the entire time Ferentz has been there. He was his defensive backs coach that very see, first year, nineteen ninety nine. And that's the thing; he became the DC in two thousand twelve. I, I, I'm with Travis on this. I think he, if he were going to leave, those opportunities probably would have been there by now. We were just kind of joking during the uh, um, during the break. I looked up the salaries for the assistant coaches. At Iowa, and just to give you an idea, Phil Parker, like five five, uh, yeah, boy, and I've now I've lost. You know, Phil Parker making six hundred seventy five thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Next yeah. year he'll get a fifty thousand dollar raise, and he'll make seven hundred twenty five thousand dollars. I'm I'm completely content to having him coach the defensive ball. Like I I'm ecstatic to have him there. I just uh, every once you have this sustained sustained success, it's kind of like 
bigger programs come yeah. knocking. But, yeah, he's been there for a long period of time. He has tenure. And, yeah, like you said, if he was going to leave, he probably would have left, you know, or had a pro- other opportunities. But, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, there's some coaches in that in in this room right now that you might want to keep an eye on. Um, Polisek's a guy that has, you know, came over a couple years ago. He's had some experience. Tim Polisek might be a guy that's looking for something bigger down the road. I think there's yeah. a couple guys you could take off that list, though. Ken O'Keefe. Ken O'Keefe's not going to go be a head coach <laughs> anywhere. Phil Parker. Reese Morgan, yeah. Chris Doyle, yeah. Chris Doyle leaving the Iowa program. Why, when you're like the second highest paid guy in the in the country? The answer that to that's hell no. There's, He's yeah, like, there's nowhere for you to go. Right. Yeah, you, yeah, and that that's that's part of the program that Kirk runs. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's family. You come here, you stay here. We take care of you, and we do good things. So, all right, Andy, thanks, thanks man. Andy. Thanks. Appreciate it. Two eight four ten forty. Two eight four ten forty. Troy and Urbandale, stay there. Eric, stay there. We're going to do your phone calls when we come back. Also, we have to get to the cyclone tweets. I'm down. I'm ready to do I it. I know, you I bet. know, but you know, I, I got Everybody takes precedence over cyclones around here, don't they? Yes. Yes. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off and News Radio 1040 WHO. Alexander. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by JLM Gun Shop and Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. Here they come again. They're sweeping to the short boundary line. Sargent cuts it back. Has a first down again, perhaps. See where they mark him out of bounds. He's swept right toward that Iowa sideline. You know, I was kind of disappointed in Sean's music selections today, Ross, because we we gave him a lot of, like, dust in the wind. Blowing in the wind. Blowing in the wind. The wind. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of wind songs here. He could have played Earth, Wind, and Fire. Which I did earlier in the show. I didn't really. You played some Earth, Wind, and Fire. What was it? I thought maybe after Dolph's. Yeah, Yeah. I thought maybe after Dolph's he'd go with like Indian Outlaw. Yeah, half Cherokee and Choctaw. Cherokee people. Cherokee people be a great one. Still half hour left, boys. Oh, we still got a couple. That might be a long tease, there, folks. Uh, Paul Revere and the Raiders with the. But he did play. Everyone knows it's Wendy, which I always thought was the lady's name. Really? I did. I thought it was... Yeah. Mm. And isn't he talking about a lady here in the song? Yeah. But her name is Wendy? This makes no sense. Song falls apart. It was Wendy all day, but we're talking about a football game. We love you, Sean. Troy in Urbandale. I'm a little speechless after what Sean just said, but go ahead. You're on the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. That that was an appropriate song. It may have been one of the windiest games ever. I mean, that was the theme throughout. Um, You guys played that highlight of Sargent. There's an example of why this coaching staff's doing a great job continuity-wise, bringing in JUCO players that can contribute right away. Easley's been solid. Sargent's been solid. If you look since the, the torch was passed from Davis, I mean, they've kind of done a nice job in some of those areas that people had concerns about. Well, and that's key right now, too, Troy, because uh, Iowa Western, where Easley and Sargent both came from, has what is considered the best defensive lineman in the country right now. In Iowa, it's down to Texas, Houston, UCF, and I believe Iowa. So it's nice, and Easley had a good game today, Sargent had a good game today. It's nice that, you, A, there's an example there, hey, when you come here, we, we recruit you to come play right away. So hopefully that pays off. But Because I'm telling you, the kid over there right now is a beast. 
is an absolute beast. I do worry about the the recruiting um, method they've gone with him. And what I mean by that is, so I was told this kid, hey, we're recruiting, you have a full ride, we're leaving you alone. We think you're an adult enough, we're not going to call you every week to say, hey, how you doing? I, I do worry about that, because some kids, guess what? You can get wooed. Yep. Yeah, you can, you can do that. Well, they, they, those guys have certainly had success. Yep. And uh, they, uh, the young guys they brought along, you know, uh, see what Moss is doing as a walk-on. Mm-hmm. Um, the the linebackers are contributing. Um so many good things to uh, to talk about this game, and also the clock management. At the end of the first quarter, you get a you score, you kick off, pin them back, then they have a negative play, all against the wind. So a lot of good things. Um, two more things: the, the conversations about the coaching staff. Hopefully, they can keep continuity because they're having success. That includes recruiting. And I wanted to have a shout out to all the fans for being professional. You should always listen to Travis. Don't storm the field. Be professional. Then you don't have to worry about getting fined and then appealing and then getting that rejected. No, I think if we turn this around, Troy, you know, uh, Iowa State, Jamie Pollard has to cut a check for $25,000. The Hawkeye fans inside Kinnick Stadium just saved Gary Barta $25,000. What, what's, uh, let's, I mean, quick math, let's just say we only pay 50,000 people. I think there's some, some change that needs to be shelled out here. Travis, was, was Maryland storm the field worthy? No. No. No, not at all. Troy, thanks. Very for few teams call. are storm the field worthy, by the way. Mike calling in from Ames. How you doing, Mike? Hey, doing all right. Hey, guy in the last hour was talking about uh, maybe he had a little too much drink and was driving the back roads. Ross kind of was skeptical. Well, that, was, that. That, that was Roland Raider. That was Raider. our buddy Sean, yeah. Roland Raider, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Back in the day, uh, probably 10 years ago after an Iowa State game, uh, a buddy of mine drove back to Mason City on Gravel Road. An hour and a half uh, ride normally took four hours. I'm not promoting drunken driving, but it's a funny story. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I, part of me was, how, would you, how would you know where to go? Part of me was expecting that story to go. After four hours, we realized we were in southern Illinois. How many years ago did he say that? Was that? Because he probably had to get an old school Iowa ago. map, right? I mean, well, that's you, how you do it, then, yeah. right? Yeah. Follow along. You'd have your one buddy that's like, uh, did we just go past P29? All right. Take a right on L66. Coming up on N34. Did that say, Bingo! Lynn, did that say Lynn County? Oh, crap. <laughs> I'd have been a lost cause if I had to read a map. Well, Sean, Can you not read a map? No, I, everything's Google Maps or like when it. So if I got a map out, an atlas of the United States. What's an atlas, Sean? Isn't that a map? I love him. Did your insurance company never give you like a an atlas or a map? Now I get Google Maps. I just punched in my phone. So if I said go find Cherokee on a map, you no, couldn't I do it. at a middle school. The lot should have been empty today, says Sergeant Jake Smith.
When they approached the suspicious vehicle, shots were fired from inside the vehicle, and some of those shots struck one of our officers. Officer Antoine Tony had been with the Gwinnett County Police Department only two years. A fellow officer tried, dra uh, tried dragging him to safety. Hundreds of thousands of people opposing Brexit or the UK withdrawal from the European Union spent Saturday marching in London, demanding a new referendum on whether or not the nation should leave the EU. Prime Minister Theresa May has already ruled out such a vote. President Trump says the U.S. will withdraw from a 1987 treaty with Russia, which sought to ban intermediate-range nuclear missiles. The president says Russia's building the nukes anyway. This is Fox News. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by the Iowa Lottery, Cookies Food Products, and American Trust. Stanley to throw. Good protection. Has a man open. Nice catch by Easley. And he runs out of an ankle tackle. 35, 30, 25, and now down at the 22-yard line. It's Paul Revere and the Raiders. I always confuse them with the Dave Clark Five. Oh, do you? You ever heard the song, Sean? The song's about my people. The tomahawk and the <laughs> bow and nut. <laughs> As a Cherokee Indian, I like this uh, You might have to do one of those tests, my friend. I see it in him. To the young. Hold on, let's get to it. Oh, okay, sorry. Takes a while. All the beads we made by hand are now... Okay, building it up. Cherokee people, Cherokee tribe, so proud to live, so proud to There you go, Sean. He's bringing it in there. All right, so we're going to get to the ISU tweet now. Okay. Clone V96 has been waiting for this one. Okay. And he's been going off all day long. Okay. All right. I'm ready for this then. Uh, I was the fake ID of college football. Okay. Mac Conference, Michigan, Ohio State off the schedule. Now he's taking a shot at the Iowa schedule. I'll be the first to say the Iowa schedule isn't the best, but you play the cards you're dealt. Has Iowa State's schedule been that great? Because Maryland beat Texas. And the last time I looked, Texas was on top of the Big 12. And don't give me Oklahoma State right now because Oklahoma State's not ranked. And don't go, well, they were ranked when we played them. I don't care. And I made a huge detailed reason why West Virginia was overrated last week. Hey, don't downplay the like seven-point win so, they had against Akron. So, they won by 13. You I'm lost sorry. to TCU. You lost to TCU. Go look to see how TCU's done since you lost to TCU. I can so, I, I can tell you. Okay, like go ahead. Would you please do so, Ross? Yeah, since uh, since beating Iowa State seventeen yeah. fourteen, they lost to Texas Tech by the exact same score. Okay, and then got rolled up by Oklahoma fifty two okay. to twenty seven. Yeah. So there you go. And what they do before? Beating Iowa State. Uh, let me get back to it. They here. lost I, to Ohio State. Right, right. Yeah. 
So don't start throwing the Mac comparisons. I don't understand. I don't, don't start, and you, I'll, I'll 100% give it to you. Yes, Ohio State and Michigan not on the schedule, but what are you supposed to do? It is the cards you were dealt. What a dumb thing to do. This is what I'm, they I'm do. I'm sorry, man. This is just st- stupid. You you lost to the Hawkeyes earlier in the season. And you, and you throw shade. And now you want to talk about how horrible of a team they are? So not only that, but this remi- this is classic... And this is not against the administration because you know I think Jamie Pollard's a genius. I yeah. think Jamie Pollard is one of, if not the best, athletic directors in the country as far as marketing goes. Truly believe I com- that. I completely agree with you. Yeah. This reminds me of the fan base of Kansas State back in the early ninety, early to mid nineties, when all of a sudden Bill Snyder was starting to have some success. They were good, and all of a sudden a fan base acts like they've been there the entire time. That all of a sudden they're on top of the mountain. This is what you're getting now. Well, I mean, the Big 12 is such a superior conference, and you know we play all the teams in our league. Which let me let me sound off on that real quick, okay? Sound off. I think it's hilarious how Big 12 fans constantly brag about the fact that they get to play everybody in their conference when it was a mistake. Your your conference was being pillaged. It's the only reason that 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 you exist in that scenario. This one that you brag about all the time that, well, if every other conference was set up like the Big 12 and they all had to play each other, no conference, including your own, wanted that setup. You were painted into that corner. You didn't want to be in that corner. And so now you found the silver lining in the dark cloud of everybody trying to bail on your conference, and you guys cling to that. It's, it's, it's so weird to me because I, I deal with this all the time. About, well, you know, if the Big 12, if everybody did it like the Big 12, you mean if everybody else was getting their teams plucked from them until they were knocked down to that number of teams? Is that what you're trying to say? You mean if everybody else had the, uh, a number of games in their conference schedule that it fits on one page on ESPN? Like when you look at the, any other conference in America, you have to scroll up and down to see how many games were played and what the final scores were. Not the Big 12. <laughs> Not the Big 12. Because some weeks, hey, we might have three games. It's it's so weird to me that they continue to hang their hat on, we get to play everybody in our conference. Yeah, and you know what happens the next time a team leaves your conference? You start going after people like Cincinnati. And, And you know what? Big 12, you would love it if you weren't in that situation. You'd love it if Cincinnati wanted to join the Big 12. You'd love it if Notre Dame would join. Oh, my gosh. So I, I, I'm so sick of this idea. You guys stumbled, and I don't mean you guys. The Big 12 stumbled, tripped over their own body parts to get into this situation and then stood up and went, oh, wow, look, we got the best situation in, in America. Look at us, the Big 12. We're doing it right. It, it's just one of those. Fr- I'm not going to, to defend Iowa's schedule, team, but all you, all you can do is play the schedule you're given, right? And you just look petty. You it, just it, look so petty does. to go, you know, I know you guys beat us earlier in the year, but you suck. Yeah. What do you mean we suck? Well, you haven't played anybody good. What, because we didn't play a team that was ranked 25th and shouldn't have been ranked? <laughs> like, it's, re- it's remarkable how often this stuff gets turned around. And I hate the Iowa. I hate that everything turns into Iowa State anyway. But this, I, but I this is a fan base. The day this of is a, a fan of a, base, of a, Ross, that does not know how to handle success. I can't argue with it. Alex, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. 
Hey, guys. How are you doing? Great. I was doing good until about three minutes ago, Alex. Now my head is hot. Yeah, I know. I hear you. Just driving by Jethro's. Uh, how's the food tonight? Oh, that's excellent! We had man, man. Uh, we had uh, uh, we had ribs, we had burnt ends, we had brisket. You got you're taking home some chicken. I'm wings taking home some family. chicken wings for the family. Oh, oh, oh. Rock, yeah, Sean's brand. looking at me going, "You're hey. taking the food." <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Just wondering if you guys uh, if you guys had to pick your favorite player for this year so far, uh, who you got? Boy, that's a tough one, man. Can we go offense and defense, Alex? Is that okay, or do you want one guy? Uh, yeah, go for it. I think offensively, my my favorite player right now is TJ Hawkinson. Uh, I love Noah Fant, and it, and it's a real close second there. But when we on our sound off, pro, or I'm sorry, on our Hawk Central program on Wednesday afternoons with the Register, we did kind of like a mid season MVP, and I thought Hawkinson has been the most important player on that offense so far this year. So Hawkinson's my my guy offensively defensively there's been so many travis anthony nelson i mean parker hesse parker hesse i would want to pick aj epinesa because he's so much fun to watch on the field but i think if i had to pick one guy this year man amani hooker yeah hooker's played fantastic and slid up to linebacker and did it well you gotta love brents and and uh and moss out there i that's a tough one alex but there's my two i'm gonna go tj hawkinson offense and I'm going to go Anthony Nelson defense. Travis, who's your favorite Hawkeye? Um, favorite Hawkeye right now. I'm going to go with Nate Stanley on offense. Okay. Um, I know he's made some. <laughs> I know he's made some silly interceptions, but I think his completion rate's gone up those last couple of games. Mm-hmm. I know he's 50% today, but today it's different. But yep. I just think he's gotten better. Like he's better in the pocket. Um, I, 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 and he's got to get it to Hawkinson, right? He's got to yeah, get it to right. Noah. That's a good point. So I, I'm defensively. Going, do you have a guy that jumps out? Boy, you know, I, I, I love Anthony Nelson. I think he's a beast. I, I and so I'm going to go with Anthony Nelson. There you go, Alex. Well, well you, you guys know it's a good year when it's a, uh, it's a tough choice. Yeah, right. Yeah. You've, you've got multiples, and I think if we took this, if we'd have done this earlier, Alex, and asked every Hawkeye fan that called in. We talked to 46 different Hawkeye fans tonight. I bet we'd have had about 10 different selections on who the most important, favorite, however we wanted to word that. That's a great conversation and a good problem to have, Alex. Thank you. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks. Talk to Thanks, everybody. Man. Good night. It's weird that that comes up on the last 15 minutes of the show. That would have been a good... That's a fun one to yeah. ask everybody that calls in, you know, because you're going to get a bunch of different answers with yeah. that. You're going to get the hometown kids, you know what I mean? You're going to get a guy that says, well, because I'm from this part of the state, this is my favorite guy. That would have been a good one. 9.42 to go in the fourth quarter. Northern Iowa on top of number two, South Dakota State, 14-6. to six. You know, and, and I know this is sound up, but I will say, just a little promotion, uh, Coach Farley from Northern Iowa on our morning show, KXNO, uh, Morning Rush, every Thursday about 7.15. If you, if you never heard Mark Farley talk, the dude's he doesn't hold back. I mean, he's it, awesome. He's not a, he's not a coach speak type of coach. So that's why I'm kind of hoping that uh, that Northern Iowa gets the win, fourteen to six right now. Other scores in the Big Ten: Ohio State and Purdue just underway in the first. That's scoreless. Michigan knocks off Michigan State twenty one seven. That rivalry's up a notch now. 
Yeah, absolutely. Th- that 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 rivalry yep. is up a notch. Uh, Penn State beats Indiana thirty three twenty eight. Iowa, a game you heard right here on News Radio ten forty WHO over Maryland twenty three zero. Wisconsin blows out Illinois forty nine twenty. Rutgers almost gets the upset, but doesn't get it. Uh, Northwestern wins eighteen to fifteen in New Jersey, and Nebraska gets its first win of the year fifty three twenty eight over Minnesota. Real quick, I'll give you a Big Twelve scoring update because there were two games. Oklahoma beat TCU 52-27. Texas Tech beats Kansas 48-16. God, Kansas is horrible. What a, what a garbage conference. Now the guy's got me mad. Now he's got me mad. Well, yeah, I mean... Mama, there goes that boy You again. lost to TCU, which is now 3-4 and four and 1-3. And, and, and you know what they're going to say? Well, Brock Purdy wasn't our quarterback then. Your conference had two games today. Two. And one of them was Kansas. I just I back off the high horse, man. But that's what happens. You want validation. You want respect. You don't understand, Ross. If Brock Purdy was the quarterback when Iowa State played Iowa, it would be a completely different outcome. Why doesn't you Iowa, don't understand that, Ross? Why doesn't Iowa get credit for being better than every team on their schedule? I mean, like, you could look at Ohio State's schedule and go, man, outside of uh, Michigan and Penn State, that's garbage. And really, you're supposed to win those two games anyway. So aren't they the fake idea college football? No. They're better than the other teams in their conference. The Hawkeyes have two teams at the beginning of the year that they're not favored to win against. That's on, that's on Kirk Ferentz. Good job, coach. Bill, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. I was going to comment on Ross's great pick for the MVP of the Hawkeyes midseason. I, I agreed with him totally as our, we're on our way back from Iowa City and I'm listening with my wife on the way home. Hawkinson definitely on offense and Hooker on defense. Mm-hmm. But what has got me uh, going now is as I'm listening, Iowa's a different team just like Iowa State's a different team. And Yes, it would be intriguing to see them both play. Purdy's a better quarterback. They're a better better team with him offensively. Yeah. I think their defense has improved. But a lot of people don't understand Iowa is a lot better improved team. You get this said a lot better. On. Yeah, he's and, right. And, Kirk, and that's a Kirk Ferris team. Yep. The last decade or more, they get progressively better. As the season goes on, Nate Stanley was not good in that Iowa Iowa State game, and he's a lot better. Brian Ferentz is a lot better play caller than he is. It would be a great game, coulda, shoulda, woulda. It happened. It's over. I hope Iowa State does a great job, and I hope they win the Big Twelve. That would be great for the state of Iowa. I root for Iowa State. I'm a Hawkeye. All right, Bill, i got to cut you off, and I, man. And I amen to everything Bill said there. I absolutely would agree with everything he said. I hope Iowa State does do this. I hope they pull off a hell of a run and get to the Big 12 title game. That'd be great. And then they can start on the field again. It they is. Cancel the, that incarnate word. Game, oh, they, well, then, yeah, you can get fined. Incarnate palabra. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back up after this to wrap up the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by GNL Clothing and Shot and Kirk Chevrolet.
Off his right shoulder pad is Ivory Kelly Martin. They show blitz. Stanley lobs it to the end zone, and it is caught for a touchdown, I think. Brandon well, Smith one-armed it. It's got to be holding or pass interference, but I think he caught the football. Yeah, looked to me like he caught it. He did catch it. They reviewed it. Great it was catch. a touchdown. Great, and there's some awesome photos yeah. of that too, Travis. So good job by the guys that were along that uh, that end zone there. Dick, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Well, hello. Um, we at the uh, Botna Aspen Mall Science Society have come up with the problem that Iowa has with the wind there. The uh, If you're familiar with the Bernoulli and Venturi principles of fluid dynamics, you will find that uh, Kinnick Stadium is nothing more than a giant carburetor. That in, When the wind flows over the top of it, it compresses it and increases the wind speed within the stadium. So I propose that uh, the athletic department add a giant choke plate to the top of the stadium to decrease this formidable wind speed. But on the other hand, I would like to run it down your throat anyway, so on it. Thanks, Dick. I always knew the people in Botany and Aspinwall were the smartest people on the face of the earth. Broke it down, equated it to a carburetor. What was the uh, what was the name of the scientific society? Yeah, I believe it's the Botna Aspenwall um, Science Society. He told me that when he called in, and I gave up after Botna. Well, Botna is an unincorporated town in Carroll County. That's a town. Yes. Okay. So is Aspenwall. Oh, so it's a collective group. <laughs> Aspenwall is a town. All right, but it's a pay, collective here, group of towns. Pay attention and write this down if you have to. <laughs> do, do we have to show you how to find it on a map? Matter of fact, I doubt if Botton is on the map. Aspenwall might be. But as you're heading, as you take the, if you're on Highway 59, going um, north from so, Harlem. Okay, Sean, first of all, start at the bottom of the map, and the towns are listed alphabetically, and you'll see Aspenwall. Find the coordinates. This is incredible. Find the coordinates that Aspenwall uh, are, are associated with. Then, you know, find that place on the map, look for a map dot that says Aspenwall, and now you'll have an idea of where it is in the state, and if you really wanted to get tricky, you could draw your finger like a little route that gets you from Des Moines to Aspenwall. It's right by Manning. Oh, that doesn't help him at all. Not, I mean, not a bit. <laughs> you just confused him. Phone's ringing, Sean. <laughs> he found it! He's jumping up and down! He go. found it! We had I to found change. Aspenwall! Proud of you, Sean. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, during the last break, we taught Sean how to read a map and find it using the coordinates finder. I, apparently, my uh, my teaching skills are up to par yeah. because the guy he took it, one lesson. And it he did took it. him a little long. I mean, it should have taken him that long. It looked like it was like what was that like C three? Aspenwall's in C four. C four. So I was that's pretty good, wasn't it? From this distance. <laughs> Oh, man. Do we want to take this to end of things? Of course we want to do this. we got a minute left. You know who I want to talk to right now? The Reverend. What up, Rev? Hey, not much. The spirit wind brought me here. <laughs> what do you got for us today, I, Rev? I was listening to the game. I heard Dolph talking about the spirit wind, man. It got me all hyped up, man. I'm all about the spirit wind. <laughs> Hold on, all Rev. All, Here's that call, Rev. Hold on, Rev. This is the Iroquois Indians uh, named the North Wind Yaoga. Yaoga, which means spirit of the destructive bear. <laughs> Love it. 
All right, so I always, Rev. I always got Penn State next. It's going to be a 2.30 game next week. The Jethro's Barbecue standoff will be at 7 o'clock. Ross, I'm not going to be here next week. That's right, man. You're going to help out with uh, yeah, uh, raise so, money, right? So, so what, what I do every year, and and this would be like the, the sixth year I've missed sound off on, on this weekend, but yeah, I'm part of a, an event called Scare Away Cancer where we raise money just just – Basically, to give to families. I mean, that's what we do. We, it's an all volunteer organization. We don't um, have any employees, and every money we, all the money we raise, goes directly to uh, cancer uh, patients, families, just to help with their financial needs. So last year we raised close to two hundred thousand dollars. Hopefully, we'll do it again. We can give that all away to families that need it. So that's where See, I'm going to be next week. You ain't such a bad guy. I'm not such a bad guy after all. Well, I don't know about that. So it'd be, I believe, you and Andrew Downs next week. That'll be it, man. Might have some special guests in studio, too. Then you and I will take them all home all the way through November. Have a great Saturday, everybody. WHO, Des Moines, and iHeart Radio Station. And on your HD radio, KDRV HD2. News Radio 1040, WHO. Hoping to learn more from the Saudis. I'm Joe Chiro, Fox News. President Trump wants more information from Saudi Arabia after it released an explanation on how journalist Jamal Khashoggi was killed. He made the comment after hosting a political rally in Nevada. The president said that he will be speaking with Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman very soon about Jamal Khashoggi's death. The president said he wants to know exactly what happened to Khashoggi and is concerned the Saudis don't know where his body is. President Trump stressed that the latest explanation from the kingdom that Khashoggi was killed in a fistfight inside the embassy is an important first step to getting answers and also reiterated that while he is open to the U.S. taking